everyone, and welcome to another episode of Fam, Friends, and Magic, a Magic the Gathering podcast about magic and the gathering. My name is Bill Grennan. Everyone calls me Brasky, and today I am joined by the Lady of the Crease, Nicole Callahan, and our all-new host for the revamp of Fam, the Mighty Linguini, Caroline Pardee. Ooh, oh. fancy. Oh. Yes. was the previous p- host? Do you have any um, tea? Uh, really okay, cool. Yeah, let's see. What, what's the what's the crap that we can talk about the previous no. host here, Nicole? Compliments. Yeah, we talked about the previous host. Tea means compliments, right? Oh, tea so. means yeah. Okay, yeah. Boy, they were they were really great at crinkling a lot of loud rappers right before. Oh, I could do that. Rush. Oh, fantastic! You don't gonna, want that. Oh, yeah. You're gonna fit right in. All the all the <laughs> listeners. Anyone who had AirPods on right now is just sitting there going, "Why? Why did I click on it? It's been months." <laughs> Why did I click on this? But it's true. It's true. Friends and Magic has returned. We are we are here. We are back. We kind of had we kind of had a break because a lot of us had a lot of life major events and things happening all in that spot. Uh so many things that we were looking around and then eventually something happened, Caroline, where uh we kind of were like, "Oh yeah, Maybe we should put this thing back together. No, it's because someone gave me a compliment, and I'm like, wow, I'm a sucker for a compliment. And then we, we recorded a new episode. That's but all it takes. We're all upgraded. This is like FAM 2.0 now. It's true. Yeah. That's like what happened, right? We all leveled up. Yeah, we've all leveled up in certain ways. Nicole, how did you level up? I, uh... <laughs> First was a little bit more painful than the rest of us. <laughs> Lots of lots of XP gain, <laughs> right? I mean, I just had my birthday. My birthday count. So it, it is that. we. It is fam. Like we are all about family. That is, that is true. Cole so grew her family. I have a new 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 member of of our family. Uh, little Cassie and James Davis was born October thirteenth, uh, and he's a little monster, and we love him. He's happy, healthy. Uh, he loves his big brother. He loves. And his Aunt Caroline. And he loves his Aunt Caroline. He loves his Aunt Caroline. He drooled on his Aunt Caroline. That's like a badge of honor Mm -hmm. (laughs) to to Cassian. He tried to fight me. (laughs) He did. (laughs) That's also like a rite of passage. He drools on you and then he like sucker punches you in the jaw. And then then you're good. So. (laughs) It's right in. Caroline, I didn't realize you got into the industry of baby fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm actually quite, quite solidified in there actually oh really? i had a lot oh. of practice yeah yeah i didn't realize that you were such like you were well such i used to be a babysitter figure. and i got upgraded to baby fighting yeah exactly right that's part of the fam 2.0 we no longer we no longer look after children we fight them <laughs> right you gotta know how to drop exactly drop kid. exactly i don't know where that <laughs> wait babysitting was looking after kids i thought it was about sitting on them <laughs> oh that explains on. why i didn't do it for very long <laughs> also why you had to move countries actually that's not the reason why you had to move countries Caroline what has been what has been your 2.0 experience as, as you were new and as we jump back in here with a, with apparently a new last name um well I just you know outlived the other ones so figured let's get a shorter newer <laughs> yeah um I got married this ruins the bit that I wrote in the show notes which I'm kind of upset about but that's fine <laughs> I got married uh in hawaii about a month ago the beginning of january so that's fun and now i get to live in america which isn't as fun as canada i don't think i gotta tell you um not 
not super sure why I did this thing. <laughs> you know, there's some days that I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Like, love, that makes sense. And the other days I'm like, hmm, I feel less like it makes sense right now. <laughs> like, it's yeah, just not... no, the, yeah, the guys that love my life, but boy, this country, what the heck, what the heck's going on here? Like, man, we should have coin flipped or something like Canada should have been on the table as an option. Well, y'all are much farther advanced on the uh, life achievements than I am, but just because it's like, oh, you have a kid, you got married. I got engaged. And so that was that whole cohabitating, moving, doing other crazy things. I had a bunch of cool uh, work I was work really hoping you well. were just going to start naming all the commander decks you built. That was yeah, what I was right? really <laughs> hoping was going to happen. <laughs> First one I made was a Baba La Saga Night Witch one. That's it. I'm just going to go through it one by one of like, okay, so this one, it's about a seven. Yeah. Uh, and then just kind of keep running down all of the all of the commands. Well, no, I, you could have gone with the like spell out engagement or something. Yeah. Oh, that would have been fun. See, this is why we need to have better better meetings before. <laughs> we were too busy See, discussing the, we're gonna... the, the joys of Discord updates. Indeed. <laughs> They're Indeed. not fun. There's so much that's just like you're shaking off the rust, jumping back into a podcast. But while that's happening and while we've you know, had all these big life updates going on, the one thing that hasn't stopped, that's for sure, is Hasbro's incessant need to continually release constant updates to Magic the Gathering and content-wise. So while we've been buried underneath like an entire stack of cards of everything that's happening out there, there have actually been some pretty cool things happening around in the game and our interactions with it. So I'm not going to ask, how was our week in Magic, fam? I'm going to ask, how was our past several months in magic nicole let's start with you oh gosh i mean honestly the last few months have been sort of a blur uh because uh my, my partner uh jim davis played in worlds 10 days after i had cassian so he was like on a plane uh cassian when cassian was born he went to the nicu for like a, a week too so cassian was only home for like three days before jim got on a plane off to vegas so I've been very involved in magic, but more from like a spectator kind of cheering you on, you know, like go team go sort of thing. Because Jim also played in that there was like a, a region, the regional championships after that, and then um, a, a smaller tournament, and then the pro tour most recently, where he, he did pretty well. And now he's requalified and going to play in Minneapolis. And I was like, this time I'm coming with you, with the baby and the and and the other child in tow. I think just to. Have fun, but I I did manage to get some time for magic in there, uh, here and there because as you can imagine, new baby, not a lot of sleep. So thank goodness for Arena on my phone because I was playing things like Goblin things to help me stay awake on like you know two hours of sleep. So I'd be like, I can play Goblins, I can play Goblins like deliriously tired. Let's do this. So I did a lot of grinding. You know, I I was I've been up to Mythic in uh, constructed every month on Arena, so that's been cool. Uh, VML, I just missed on the playoffs last season. I had my win in, I lost it. I played bad, I kept bad hands, and I lost. But I am 2-0 and so far this season, knock on wood, in the VML. So that's pretty cool. I've been playing a lot of Grixis, Brasky. So, <laughs> you know. So I'm so proud. You've leveled up again. I think so it's <laughs> – I actually think it's really funny that we've taken a break while Grixis has been, like, the best deck in the format – like yeah. we were, me and Caroline were just like we can't listen to Brasky while while the Grix while Grixis is the best in anything right now. Oh, yeah, so he oh. didn't actually get married or have a baby. <laughs> These are both lies. <laughs> he just <laughs> couldn't handle Grixis being good. 
I actually think it's a little bit of both. I think that you both so badly didn't want to talk about Grixis for an extended period of time that you literally had a child and got married rather than. Talking <laughs> <about> Grixis. <laughs> That's kind of and, how it worked out, honestly. Yeah, I respect the dedication. Don't get me wrong. Like Grixis is that powerful. It forces you to make major life decisions so that you avoid it. Right? Like that's you're playing to the meta. I get it. I get it. That's how it is. Well, Caroline, uh, when you're not busy uh, moving countries to not talk about uh, our Lord and Savior, Nicol Bolas, uh, what have you been doing in the last several months of magic? Okay, so several months. So I, I checked with you when we last recorded, and I wrote some notes down. Um, so I was just going to start uh, October 8th. I played a modern RCQ, and round one, I played against... Okay, just kidding. I didn't actually <laughs> just going to spout out the, the last like seven events that I went to. Could you imagine though? I know. I was waiting for it being like, are we going to get the full meta breakdown of every tournament you've played yeah. in for the last couple months? <laughs> on turn one, they played. <laughs> on turn two. <laughs> if, if you had done that, if you had done that, I would have played it like I would have played it in its entirety, but I would have done it at four times speed. So to be fair, one of my favorite but stupidest episodes of sam's old podcast was when he did filibuster for an entire episode like he was just given the floor like in a segment similar to what we have and then just didn't stop talking for 50 minutes <laughs> so I, that bit's already been done so anyway it makes not... me happy there's a mute button on my side just <laughs> in case just uh okay so actually though a little breakdown um i did win finally win an rcq for dreamhack san diego that's coming up um which is super fun and it's gonna be standard the rcq i won was hmm, (laughs) pioneer um so the but the uh dreamhack rc will be standard so that's gonna be pretty cool um there was also this pretty fun series that i think Maybe we didn't even really ever talk about, but when we were recording our podcast, but it's called, it was here in Denver called the Mountain Magic Series. And it was just like a local store was hosting like one event a month, essentially. And it had rotating formats. So there was like a team event and then there was a modern event, Pioneer, etc. And the way they did it was the winner of each of the mini events qualified for like a, I don't know what to call it, like a playoffs, I guess. Uh, and then uh, invitational actually. And then they also had a leaderboard. So I never actually won an event, but I came first on the leaderboard because <laughs> I just played every event and top eighted most of them. <laughs> so it wasn't really about coming first. It was just playing a lot of magic. Um, and so they had their, their invitational a couple weeks ago and that was super fun to go And The first rounds were modern and then the top eight was cube. Because everyone wanted to to do like a uh, vintage cube, so that was oh, a pretty cool. Fun. It, it was, was like a, a fun local cube. thing. Yeah, it was someone's vintage cube. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was like a really fun way to get to know like a lot of local magic players too. Uh, and then I most recently, oh sorry, in in there I occasionally I'd also play arena opens because you need some cash money sometimes. Um, I did, I'd like to go on the record and say I did play arena today for like constructed arena for the first time in probably a year. <laughs> no, I guess it can't be a year because I won the VML a year, less than a year ago, but around a year. Um, so that was kind of impressive. 
Uh, and then most recently I was at the PT Phyrexia in Philadelphia uh, and I worked with the production team doing some fun secret things that we'll reveal shortly. Heck yeah. Let's Clickbait. See, that... Carolyn reveals secrets of PT Phyrexia. Don't call you, it that. <laughs> you won't believe what happened at Pro Tour Phyrexia. Like, or no, what is it? Uh, the truth behind Pro Tour Phyrexia. That's what that's what's going to be. That's going to be the title of this one. Yeah. Right. It's going to have a bunch of like, it, it, we'll do a thumbnail with each of our faces just doing like this, like. like we still what? have all of those in, in our Discord channel. I'm sure we have all those photos. Remember when I was on a kick of like recording all of like of our oh, yeah. faces? I, I'm oh, yeah. sure they exist. We, have, we have those emotes somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be fantastic when we emote the heck out of that whole thing. Well, yeah, there's going to be plenty to talk about about your experience at that little pro tour that happened in Philadelphia. And uh, we'll certainly talk about that in a little bit. But also on my realm of the past several months in Magic has really just been uh, like in getting back to and finding parts of the game that I really enjoyed. Uh, and the biggest one was that I uh, eventually had some cards together and found a deal on kind of trading a bunch of stock cards and other cards I wasn't using for a long time and built myself a competitive pioneer deck. So I've actually been Ooh. jumping into the pioneer format playing. Is it Phoenix? Cause that's just, that actually takes me back to like the earliest days I can remember playing on magic arena was trying to make Phoenix work in some way, shape or form. And so to play that in paper was a lot of fun, especially coming from my first modern, my first paper deck, which was a modern deck and a modern reanimator deck playing. Is it Phoenix? I was sitting there going, God, this is weird. I haven't shuffled in like, 10 seconds. I don't, I don't understand. Uh, shouldn't I crack a fetch? No, that's not a thing. Shouldn't I go put something in the grid? No, that's not a thing. And just the disparity of how decks play and learning like in paper, just how different formats go. And also realizing the little, the little things about a deck just going. And then I realized I went and played a pioneer event and then I played a modern event right after and being like, boy, I shuffle a ton with this deck. Uh, kind of gave me perspective of that, but it's been a lot of fun. And then, just having a great time with friends playing Commander and other events in that uh, in that range. I had a friend who made a uh, uh, a cube of nothing but like a it's a curated cube of what's the word? It's not pauper, but it's it's uh, commons and uncommons. Like that's it. Artisan artisan cube is what they made. So they kind of put those things together and and playing a lot of fun cube games with friends. And then my favorite part is that uh, an acquaintance of mine who kind of was in the, uh, you know always in all of the like Facebook and Discords for like local buy and sell trade magic stuff. Uh, there was one individual who was always like a very respected person who always like treated you right, and gave you good deals on things. They finally uh, built up enough savings and opened their own card shop. And it is one of the best card shops I've ever been to bar none. Like it's just the layout is fantastic. The tables are really cool. They have like a little snack bar area set up and they have TVs all over the place. It's set up for both games and cards and everything else. And he's expanded out this whole spot. And it's been doing really, really well. So that's been the fun part. Uh, so if anyone's in the local Nebraska area, why? I have no idea. But stop by Cafe Monster because uh, it is a whole heck of a lot of fun. And I had such a great time there that I finally got my commander friends who do play limited to go to the All Will Be One pre-release at that place. And every single one of them, after they showed up and said, wow, I like this is amazing. None of them really had a local game store, but after going to that, they're like, I want to come back to this place strictly just to play Magic. So I'm like, cool, awesome. I think there is, there's a lot of my friends that now will start finding their own kind of local game store experience and start playing more Paper Magic uh, with other folks as well. So that was kind of my favorite part of this whole break was having, uh, having someone open a local game store in my area and really seeing it uh, flourish and do well 
uh, in these times. So I was very excited about that. And I'm looking forward to always going back because they just have events all the time. They have like modern Mondays and then they got a pioneer for F and M's and they're going to have, they have commander nights on Thursdays where it's not like CDH commander because you still win points and it's in a league, but the points that you get are for the crazy things that you do in a game. Like that's a, it's not like, Oh, you win and you get points. It is more of, did you pull off this ridiculous thing with five or more colors like that kind of stuff? So it was, it's been a great time getting back to kind of one of the reasons why I want to start the podcast in the, in the initial spot was just to talk about the game, experience the game and share the game with other folks and share the game with friends. So that has been my time in this spot. The one thing I haven't done though is come anywhere near playing in a GP or any type of pro tour or any, any type of competitive event. I, I, I played the pre-release That's not for, true. Didn't you go to like an RCQ? I did like in September and you know, I did a, res- <laughs> I did a respectable like five and two before I dropped, but That's let's great. be, I mean, yeah, that was good. That was nice, but it's just one of those things where it's like, I haven't sniffed. I, I will, I, I, I am very much aware that if I ever sniff anything like a pro tour, that it is a true underdog story and it should be made into a Rudy esque like movie that will inspire the ages. Because if I ever make it my way to a pro tour, something either very right has happened or something very wrong has happened in the game. One right. question Who would play you? Who would play me? Yes. Ryan Bill Reynolds. Hader. Oh. Who? Or Ryan Reynolds. Ryan we Reynolds meant, or Bill Hader. We went a little <laughs> different direction. Right. Who played Ryan Reynolds <laughs> yeah. or Bill Hader? Eh, they're both the same. Who Some would play sort of us? Ridiculous. Who would play, oh, each of you two? Because obviously we'd be in the movie, too. You watch. Of course. Tread lightly here, Brasky. Gosh, this is going to be, hold on. <laughs> like, now I'm going to have to do some research here to figure out who's going to be, like, the whip-smart people. You know what? I'm going to have to, like, go into uh, the the Marvel Universe here. And I think I'm going to go with, oh, I know what I'm doing here. All right. Uh, yep, there we go. <laughs> All right, so let's see here. Caroline Cavanaugh, you're going to be played by... Let that me is them. most certainly not my name. Oh, yeah, you're right. Caroline Pardee. Yeah, <laughs> you. with that kind of sass. You know what? I'm going to go with <laughs> Caroline. You're played by Kobe Smulders, uh, <laughs> also known as Maria Hill from all the Marvel movies, and uh, I think Robin from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Uh, Nicole... That's a pretty good one, actually. She's also... I mean, in her character... In- in uh, How Much Weather was Canadian, so that kind of plays. Oh, that totally yeah. plays. There you go. There you go. And you know what? Let's stick with How I let's stick with uh, How I Met Your Mother. Uh, Nicole, you're going to be played by <laughs> Allison <Lily>. Hannigan. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be played by Allison Hannigan. Uh, you get that, or let's see her. You've got red hair, so it's either that or you get played by Scarlett Johansson. There you go. Well, that's a good backup. <laughs> Right, that's that's the back. Right? That's a pretty good, you know, back, back one, pick two there. Yep. Yep. You get both of those two things. You get so, Marvel's cinematic if you go back to Scarlett Johansson. In right? fact, the more that I look at this, I'm pretty sure, like, you could take every performer from How I Met Your Mother and stick them in this podcast in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> yes. I'm probably, Wait, I'm probably played by Ted. Like, that's just, I'm, I have very Ted qualities, I think. So that's Who's probably going to stick it there. <laughs> Who's Nick? Nick is probably going to be out of Jason Siegel. Uh, yeah, I think Jason Siegel is going to play Nick. Like that's that's definitely going to fit in that realm. I don't know who's going to be. I don't know who Neil Patrick Harris plays, but you know, maybe that's the host that hasn't shown up yet. That's mm-hmm. what that's going to be. Yeah. It was that one time that we had Mason on. That that was it. That's that's a battle. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that Mason is more like um, Marshall. <laughs> yeah. Well, now that we have figured out the next adaptation uh, of this, where we actually turn this into a movie, 
Uh, that's been my past few weeks in Magic, but what I haven't been doing is certainly haven't been training for a Pro Tour or participating in a Pro Tour or making sure a Pro Tour happens and goes off with relatively without a hitch. But my two co-hosts have interacted with uh, Pro Tour Philly in many different ways, and both of them got to attend Pro Tour Philly. And so that's kind of the big thing that we wanted to touch on and talk about a little bit more was the Pro Tour and the wrap-up. One, the Pro Tour is back, and it's awesome, and it's great to see that that thing happened. Uh, I myself am someone who, like, my, again, my interactions with Magic were kind of right up until the the pandemic style, like the pandemic uh, era. And so I got to play, like, Ravnica Allegiance. And, and even when I was playing Magic, I wasn't really paying attention to the competitive Magic scene all that much. So when I did, it was all digital. So to get to see, I, I ended up watching, you know, a lot of pre-recorded Pro Tours, you know, in the past several years. But watching Paper Magic live with that kind of coverage, with that kind of stakes, was a whole whole lot of fun and uh my two co-hosts got to uh attend philly uh for various reasons and i guess the first one would be uh nicole like you got to go because you said earlier that jim was participating in it and at what point were you just like you know what i'm gonna go too and and take an infant child there to (laughs) hopefully hopefully distract the opponents of jim with the adorableness so that he could win his matches right just hold them up behind and just wiggle them a little bit exactly right (laughs) Um, I I'm actually, gonna go, oh, I'm going to counter your, oh, cute baby. Oh, you <laughs> let it resolve. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I actually, we only made the decision like the night before because Kenzie is four months old, but he's gotten like all of his vaccinations and things and we're past flu season. We're past like RSV. And I was like, listen, I'm going to stick him in the, the, the carriage. He's not really going to say hi to many, many people except for, you know, like a, a very, a very particular few. And, um, but we, we, I just like, I, I bought the tickets on Saturday, like, and I got up the next morning at like five in the morning, packed everything, got everything away, you know, packed up the kids. We were on the road for like, it's like a three, three and a half hour ride to Philly, but it was cool. Cause I've actually never been to a pro tour. I've been to two GPs, but I haven't really like, you know, like that was our first time meeting, right? That was uh, yeah we we, we only, didn't the first time we didn't meet, we didn't in, meet in New Jersey yeah right yeah. I I uh, I um I was introduced to the VML in New Jersey but I yeah I, I only like joined the VML after after leaving there so uh, that was GP New Jersey 2020 before the world exploded or imploded I don't know that was uh, yeah it was like it was like in mid February I think or something I don't really remember early late, right? late January it was January, January. 20 it was uh, there you go. It was late January and that, that was a, that was a good tournament, <laughs> but I was, yeah, it was, so it was really cool to see like, just like a large scale magic event. Like I've been to a bunch of like SCG opens and things like that. And invitationals. This is like something on another level, like the convention and all the, the awesome things like multi levels of events. And there's just people everywhere and there's all sorts of amazing things going on. Obviously, the highlight of of the trip, though, was uh, meeting Mrs. Party here. So <laughs> me and Caroline actually got to meet in person, and it was phenomenal. It was super uh, good. It was so awesome. I was so happy. Honestly, it made the whole trip worth it. I got to meet a lot of VML people. I got to meet, like, Mythic Michaela um, and some of my other teammates, like, uh, I met uh, Cora. I met Gabby. Our, our judge from last season, uh, I met a lot of people and some people I, I've met before, but it was quite, quite an experience. It was a lot of fun. Unfortunately, Jim hadn't made top eight at that point, 
but two of his teammates had, uh, he tested in a house. Uh, he was in Philly for like 10 days at that point or something. He had tested in a house with a lot of the channel fireball, uh, people and also the, his team from worlds. Um, so, uh, Gabriel Nassif and Reed Duke had both top aided and, uh, so hashtag spoilers, Reed re won the whole thing. So Jim was very happy to be there for and, and it was, it was awesome. It was awesome to see because he was very happy that his teammate won. We got to take all pictures and things. And when Reed won, uh, the lights on the stage all came down and Cassian was freaking stoked. He was like, this is the coolest thing ever. There was just these bright, like yellow and orange lights and they just started flashing around and Cassian was like, yeah, man, I'm coming back to another pro tour just because there were lights everywhere. So it was really cool. He wasn't happy about Reed winning. It was just the lights. <laughs> that's that, that's the big thing is that you need like, you know, you need the things that help get the baby to sleep or get their focus and attention on something. So right. now what is the best way to do that for your infant child? It's get apparently a setup. 50 lights in, in his face. Yeah, just, just get a concert lighting <laughs> setup for your infant child. And that will really just keep them occupied all the time. That's right. all you need there. Done. Um, I assume that you guys meant to say that for our other podcast, Fab. <laughs> Friends and babies. Yes. Friends and babies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't mind just like keep staying on topic, like because we are the authority on babies. That's yeah. that's that's the one thing we all know. Like I know we have a lot of podcasts, but you have to really, really stay on topic. Okay. It's true. It's true. I'll light. I'll I'll make sure. I'll put that on our Google Keep notes for later. Other podcast idea. Babies? Question mark. I mean, awesome. Caroline is an expert. I did pass Cassie and off onto her. <laughs> I, well that or i stole him it was right, really unclear <laughs> she sam was playing at the time too and she like ran over the table sam like turns around it's like oh you, you found a baby <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that really his face was just like there was not many options for where you could have found one <laughs> right i'm surprised at the same time you didn't just look at you and be like is that yours like <laughs> I don't think that's yours. And if it is, if it is, we, so we should have discussed questions. that. Yeah, we have so many wow. questions. We should you have discussed You were really busy on production this week. <laughs> In more ways than one. Speaking of, Caroline, yes. uh, when when you weren't busy uh, either baby sit, uh, sitting on babies or stealing them. Or fighting uh, them. As yeah. previously mentioned. Yes. When you if you weren't if you weren't fight stealing babysitting at the same time, what were you doing during Pro Tour? Uh yeah. So I um in January got invited to attend the PT on the production team and my main title, I believe, or role or whatever that I referenced a lot, I don't know if it's real, but I called it that was the card viewer. And card viewer is just like a a position where someone's job is just to watch coverage, which by the way, great thing to be paid for is just to sit and watch coverage uh, and then click buttons that they think are helpful. Um, most of the time, these buttons are links that will put a card on the screen. Um, so I have not done this role before, so I didn't have a ton of idea of what it would be like, but um, I have worked on PTs before where I've done the card view or sorry, the, hand viewer that one's where you stand behind the players like on the actual stage and just type and or or press a button depending on uh, how fancy the technology is uh based on what the player has in their hand um 
That one was, I've done it in the past and it's fun, but it's quite grueling because you're constantly standing and um, kind of on, as in like, you know, everyone can see you. This one was significantly more fun because I was just given a little space to be a gremlin in the back. Um, I was given like a monitor. I brought my own computer um, and I just kind of sandwiched between a couple other people that had variety of roles that were related to me. Uh, and I just had like a stack of drinks and snacks and just sat there and watched coverage for like 10 hours or whatever. Um, so that was really fun. Um, the first thing, like I'd been behind the scenes before, but I never really, I, I, I will say that I think the layout of this production team um, made it way, way more obvious, like what kind of each role was doing. Whereas in previous times, I feel like everyone was kind of siloed and they just randomly had monitors here and there and, all around the square. Whereas this one was like kind of these rows that made sense. And like, you kind of knew who to bug at certain times, which was nice. Um, I also had, was given like a comm set where I had to like actually call other people. And there's like a, there's like a perceived way of doing it that I had no idea. So I had to kind of guess and <laughs> I was really bad at it, but that's okay. It was fun to, um, to just, be, you know, use all these things I hadn't used before. My one thing that I was like, so like, obviously this is the case, but I was so shocked at was just the amount of input into my ears in those five days. Cause I got, I started on the Wednesday and by that, I mean, in my comms, the way comms worked is there's like five different channels. Well, it's probably like 10 different channels. I only had five of them. <laughs> they were like, you can only handle five. Um, and then people can have conversations on a variety of channels and you can make each channel louder or quieter, depending on how important you think those conversations are. And so what I had was I had like the producer constantly talking. His was what was called like hot or like he was just always on. And then you know, sometimes only get half the conversations because I didn't have access to the people he was talking to. So then I'd have to like zone it out. But then if he was actually calling me, I'd have to like pay attention. And I also then had the casters um, and then also the people around me that weren't on the comms. So it was a lot of input, like sensory. It was more than I was expecting. <laughs> it's um, true. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, you yeah, know, I work, you've in, the, I work in the arts industry. So when you have comms on, uh, whether it be like television or even theater or any of that kind of stuff, like you have to be ready, especially if there is, in, especially in TV and like streaming like that, in that kind of setup, that producer is probably calling out camera shots, calling out prepping things, calling out making edits and all that and all of that stuff while everyone else is trying to communicate with them. And right. it's just, it's a cacophony of voices with one central voice, like yelling at everybody what to do. Right. And, and to be clear, like the, the person, the people that were doing this were very good. It wasn't stressful or overwhelming. In fact, one of my favorite things was how, like, um, how negative things were communicated. It was all like really kind language and like issues were never like, hashed out on the radios kind of thing. Like it was just moved past and, and address address, but moved past quickly. And, um, definitely like you, it was tell, it was clear that this group had done stuff like this before. Um, however, it was still just a lot. Like if I'm trying to listen to Corey, like give some awesome, insightful insight, uh, insightful insight, rare in the world. <laughs> um, Great magic card, insightful insight. Yeah. On, you know, like the best magic card in history called a boreal grazer. Um, but I'm hearing like the camera shots and I'm hearing someone calling for an asset and then, you know, whatever. Uh, I might almost miss an opportunity to put said of Royal Grazer onto the card viewer, um, which I did not do, but I almost did. I almost missed one 
one call out. Uh, so that was like the thing I didn't expect, but it was super cool. Um, the thing that, let's see, what else did I write down? So the, so my actual role was just to sit and listen to coverage, put up cards on the thing. The priority of which I decided to do this slash got feedback from Rich Hagon and, and other people was I prioritized putting the casters, whatever they were saying is the cards I tried to get up on the card viewer first. So if, you know, if they're talking out the Lotus Field combo during some boring shuffling or something, then I would put up those cards as they talked about them. And then the next priority level was actually to put up cards that were just physically appearing on the stack or in play. Uh, and then after that, sometimes they would mention cards that weren't in play. And then I'd, I'd go ahead and go th those up. But like, I was mostly paying attention to what the casters were saying first and then visually what was in play. Um, the hard part for me was leaving them up long enough because I wanted to like show the next card. So what I would try to do is read the card as I saw it uh, and then try to leave it up long enough assuming, oh, someone could have read this. The problem that someone pointed out to me is that I was probably reading it as if I knew the card, not as if I didn't know the card. So I could definitely see myself wanting to leave them up for longer in the future. Um, but I really wanted to be, make sure that I could get a Boreal Grazer back up on the, the card viewer. So. You should just have a stack of random cards next to you, and the second you, you pull a car, your card up, Take that card off, read that card, and the yeah. second you're done with that one, then go switch to the other. Yeah. So it's the, it's, it's the true. Wait, what is that? Can I see that? Like so, so there were two. So what? So one thing, by the way, I, I agreed to do card viewing on a PT where they decided to play as much Magic as physically possible. <laughs> like, I like it's kind of insane how much Magic they showed, um, and a brilliant way that they handled it as well. They they basically had four feature matches every round, recorded all four. Uh, and then started every round 10 minutes-ish into the round. So at, you know, say the, the round started, then they, you know, 15 minutes starts counting. Around 40 minutes, they, they go live for that round. Uh, and they'd, so they'd start with the main match that's now in 10-minute delay. But the editors were cutting out shuffling, not shuffling in the game, just shuffling between um, sideboarding and such. Mm-hmm. So we'd sometimes, not always, sometimes catch up live to the main match. That was a little bit more rare. That was more like top eight only. Uh, so once we got through that 10 minute delay, the main match would probably finish. You know, it's not going to take the full 50 minutes. Uh, then we would go and grab the other three recorded matches and we would only jump in where it was kind of exciting. So often we jump into those matches like in game two or game three get a decider, and then go to the next one. And the idea was to have about an hour's worth of coverage every hour and a 10-minute desk break setting up for the next hour. So kind of interesting in that sense. Um, a lot of magic to watch, which meant I had to do a lot of button clicking. Um, but it means I had two approaches. The the main match always had card viewers, or sorry, um, hand, hand viewers. And so I deprioritized showing cards when there was access to what was in players' hands. And then for the other three, I just always had a card up. So to get what you're saying is like, sometimes I couldn't really leave enough time to fully read the card because I wanted the hands to be known. Like if they drew a card, I wanted that to go back. So that was like kind of interesting. Uh, but if they, if it was just a recorded match or like a time walk or whatever the phrasing was, 
um, I would just put a card up and just cycle through cards. Was there any difference? Like, I love learning about the the little the little uh, interactions that you have, little efficiencies that you develop when you work on a project like that. Was there any difference that you had between when it was Pioneer and when it was Draft? Uh, no, actually, so I have done, like, I've used the same interface before. And previously, for Limited, they never had the deck list in the interface. Um, partly just based off, they never thought to ask someone to do them. Um, and also Melee, we the Limited decks didn't go into Melee automatically, but it did make it a much easier way to get them into our system by being able to enter them into Melee. So now what we could do during the draft, because the draft was recorded, and then there's an hour for deck building, we would grab the deck list as soon as they're ready, uh, and then just start typing them furiously into Melee, so that by the time we actually started covering gameplay, we had all of the feature match limited players. We had their deck list in that this interface. So really, there wasn't a difference. The only difference was during sideboarding, I guess. Um, the Melee deck list didn't accommodate sideboarding for limited, Interesting. So if they if they sideboarded into a really key card and I absolutely wanted to get it on the screen, I'd have to type it. So I was a little slower. But um, in reality, there wasn't really a big difference. I guess maybe in Limited, I also wanted to show a little bit more cards. <laughs> and in Limited, strangely enough, not in Constructed, I had a harder time with the alt arts. So in Constructed... There were definitely a ton of alt arts. Everyone played a variety of different, like Elspeths or or not Elspeths, um, Elish Norns, for example. But I kind of knew most of the alt arts in Pioneer. But the new ones from the limited sets, like the ink blob ones, I don't remember which ink blob is which ink blob. Like I don't know. <laughs> Especially so, when the ink blobs are really all black and white. So it's like, which ink blob is it? It's the black and white one. Oh. Well, and they're small and like... You're saying it's yeah. like a Rorschach test. Like, what do yeah. you see? It's a, yeah. it's a black and white one, and it kind of looks like a monster. So <laughs> like, there were times... that This is like the fun thing. Like, this is the cool thing. I'm basically communicating with two people that's Java or just a talk, but I'm communicating through pictures, and they either have to trust what I'm doing or ignore what I'm doing. Like, it's kind of an interesting relationship. So there are times where I think I would know the card, so I'd put it up on the card viewer, and they'd build up. They'd be like, oh, it's blah, blah, blah. Um, but that's rough if I'm wrong. So then there was other times where they would recognize the card and then that would help me find it and get it up on the card viewer. I also learned the deck list. I didn't really look at names that much. I looked more at CMCs. I'd be like, okay, well, they have three CMC white creatures in their deck. <laughs> that has to be one of these three. <laughs> so I'd click on each of them and fit, you know. So there was like some delay that way if I had to like guess the card. Um, it, that's also the, there's a potential for also like a little bit of passive aggression in there too. Like if you if you see a really key card that's happening in the game state right now, and you put it up on the screen and like Marshall doesn't want to talk about that card. He's talking about something else. So you're just gonna be like, all right, fine, Marshall. Next time you talk about a card, you're getting arboreal grazer. That's what you're getting. <laughs> so there there was a few times where um, the interaction being described it doesn't work. Like the card doesn't do the thing that they're describing, and so I'd like try to put the card up on the screen to be like, well, actually, no. <laughs> like, like little, just, why don't we read this one again? <laughs> you should have just had like a series of magic cards where just the names of the cards are you trying to communicate with the casters. Like, I actually, there was one, there was one sequence where they interact, like the casters interacted with me 
And I wanted to find a card that was like something like you bet or thank you or whatever. And I couldn't yeah. think I, I like froze. Also, unfortunately, the card viewer database was just Pioneer, which is a, a slight bummer because there was like various times where casters would talk about cards from modern. Like Bitter Blossom came up a lot. <laughs> and I like desperately wanted to put it up on the card viewer, but I couldn't. That was sad. Nicole, what were you going to say that was should have oh, been the no, card? No, I was going to say, I saw that clip. It was, uh, I think it was Corey, Corey and Hester and, yeah, and uh, Ailey, uh, they, they were congratulating you on uh, the, the whole party puns. Yep, Camp party with just party. one takes yep. two to party. So, <laughs> so. There, was, there was that clip and then there was another one where Paul said, okay, so I, I should, I, there's a key part of the story that I need to explain first. My Start one there. goal going into this job was like, you know, the Boreal Grazer. I don't know if you all remember. It's my favorite magic card. What? Like, no. It's in Pioneer, right? Like, it's in a good deck. <laughs> so what about if I tried to put that card as much as possible without getting fired? Like, it's a good goal, <laughs> right? So, Because theoretically, I could just sit there and just leave up a Boreal Grazer until someone said something. But that's not fun, right? And also... Be kind of annoying. And also, and also, this match is between two is it decks. Why is yeah. Arboreal Grace? Yeah, on right. This like, like that's not even a funny joke. Like, I felt like I needed to do something where it was fun to track how often I was getting it up on the screen, but they had to be legitimate callouts. So, <laughs> I start this count. So I, I was telling some of the casters, like, hey, like I'm have this Arboreal Grazer count where I'm trying to see how many times I can get up on the card viewer. Uh, and so at one point. <laughs> Paul was helping me out. <laughs> was calling, calling to the Aboreal Grazer, and he's like, "Wow, whoever's doing the cards must have like a hotkey because that card goes up fast." <laughs> Which I love that shout out. I thought that was funny. That's great. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> um, how many times do you think I got it up on the screen? Like legitimately. Uh, legit, like over the entirety of of the coverage, I'm gonna say thirty-two. Okay, what about you, Nicole? Oh, I was gonna say less. I was gonna say like, t- like ten or eleven. Okay, split split literal difference. It was twenty exactly. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's uh, Price is Right rules, so Nicole wins one time, that one. I will say one time the card was not in play nor in either deck. Was it like, I bet you they wish they had an arboreal grazer to block that phoenix right now? Yeah, we could say that one of the casters, you know, was doing a little a little help. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah, I look forward to, like, you, we need to have, at some point, maybe this is a future podcast episode of the make the longest coherent sentence you can using only magic card names. Like, that's it. Oh, that's a like, good one. Put that all together and see Can if you, you can make that down like, somewhere. Oh yeah, we'll That's put fun. it. We'll put it in the notes. Like the ones that I've seen, like someone did, is like someone put it together. Was the fallen, colossal dreadmaw chosen by Heliod tapping at the window screams from within, blood for the blood god. Like that's like there you go. I think that's the next thing. The next like one we do is like we take a week for us to all find out what is the longest sentence that we can put together within reason using only magic cards and no slots. What? what? I'm just kidding. You can use Arboreal Grazer if you want to. It's there are no sloths, only beasts. True. Only beasts. <laughs> only beasts. It's like how there's no more. There are no longer hounds. They're all just dogs. Like that's it now, right? So, like, are they eroded? Like, are the like, are the old hounds 
dog, I, like if they're dog lords. Yeah. You know. Yeah. They'll it's they'll like, bump. At the very least, they're hound dogs. Like right. you know, it's like it's like they're both together. Just like one day when I get the beasts errata to sloths. Oh, it's, it's gonna a, be is a it, good day. Is it gonna day. be a is it gonna be a beast sloth or a sloth beast? It's sloth. Just sloth. Period. Like that. Yeah, like it. not all beasts are sloths, but some beasts are sloths. Good to know. And um, know. yeah, if anyone wants to help participate, I have like a letter writing template. I I can give it to you. And you can print it out. Um, I'm not gonna pay for your postage though. Sorry. E- emailing isn't effective. It's gotta be letters. It has to be letters. <laughs> And if anyone knows uh, one of those like roadwork sign people that could be <laughs> similar to the band band sensei's riding top guys, mm-hmm. yeah, let yeah. me know. <laughs> I could could use a sign that says "Make slots." So, if any of our magic. tens of listeners who are jumping back into this podcast <laughs> saying, "Ooh, I'm can't wait to hear about magic," uh, we're soliciting you if you work in any public <laughs> transit authority, yeah. uh, please yeah. get us uh, some sort of contact to make some good signage. So we can make sure well, that and we can I need someone who's in Renton. Boy, we're really digging. Like, we're really scraping here. I don't know if, do we have a listener that lives in Renton that works in public transportation? Do you have, like, a map of everyone? All right. Well, if if they do, then they should tweet at us at FAM, at FAM Podcast yeah, let me just know. to let us know uh, what exactly should go, like, if we can get a hold of those things. FAM underscore podcast on Twitter to let us know about that. I guess last thing to, to touch on, just, like, briefly, is... For both of you oh, having been there great. and to I go, what? Notes. You have more <laughs> notes and more things to talk about? Well, I wanted to talk about the actual PT. Well, the PT itself was awesome. It was a great time. There was a lot of great decks put in there. Is it creativity doing its thing? Yeah, no, I meant like the feel, like the convention feel. Like it, I, thought it, said, I thought you said the fetal part of it. I'm like, that's no, not her. Nicole had Wait, that. Yeah, Nicole had that unlocked. I meant the baby. baby. <laughs> um, no, like the actual PT feel, like it felt like a legitimate pro tour. Um, and I like, I've been to some, not many, but I've been to a few. Um, so I feel like I have some authority to say it felt like a pro tour. Um, there was also, so I've been to Vegas. I've been, I went to magic 30 in Vegas and I went to this. So I actually have some direct comments on the difference between those two events. Um, compare and contrast. So in magic 30, it was like one room with just everything in the room with a lot of corners, like world's coverage in one corner the main stage with like game nights and stuff were in the other corner then there was the play space in another place and the, com- the command zone and then vml somewhere in the middle there um however philly was very different they had like three very large ballrooms on three different levels essentially uh I, unfortunately the pro tour one was definitely out and out of the way um and was not findable through signs. Like you, you just had to know it was there. Basically there, there wasn't a single person who accidentally found the pro tour coverage. Um, (laughs) I got lost and wound up in the pro tour. Like, like Michaela was trying to find me and was like, Caroline, like there's literally no signs. And I was like, well, just keep walking. You'll find it. So that was like kind of interesting. Then in terms of the actual main event or whatever you want to call it, the convention, I did actually really like the separation of the events, like the actual kind of PTQs and random kind of events happening. And then the versus upstairs had all of the stores and the swag shop and just some play space. uh, And then also the main stage and stuff. So that was like fun to have them separate and it wasn't too hard to go between them. Um, But it wasn't, it had some downfall, right? Like you couldn't be in the middle of, 
an event and be like, oh no, I need to go buy a card because <laughs> it was like kind of far away. Um, I will say the biggest feedback that I'm sure made it even onto Twitter after Magic 30 was lack of play space for just, I paid X dollars to get into this space and I have to keep paying more money to even just play. Like that was a big feedback. And so they did really correct and have a ton of different play spaces. Like there was definitely just random round tables with no intention of other, you know, they didn't say like this was an event at one o'clock or anything. It was just go play. Um, and there was like a, a lots of those across the, the space. And then also downstairs, at least from what I experienced, the play space had, it wasn't like totally every table booked for absolutely everything at all times. But I did hear it was kind of loud when it was like in its height, in its prime. But yeah, overall, pretty cool. Anyway, okay. sorry. Well, that you was going to be. Now. Well, that was going to be my wrap-up question. How, like, what did it feel like? Did it feel like a PT? So you just jumped ahead. We were on the same page. You just had to jump my page to talk <laughs> about it. So Nicole, You're not that's what I was. Ask me what I'm doing in Magic coming up. Or no, that's, no, not that's yet. Our normal question. I know that's going to be coming later, but no, you got to again. Get the rust off real quick. Miss <laughs> Slothy Slothersons over there. Actually, misses now. That's the big thing. Thank you. As you sit around with your PT <laughs> cash on it everywhere. Nicole, this that is my, was my this question. is wedding cash. People just send me cash in the mail now. <laughs> Nicole, my question was going to be the same thing. as like being at an event like that in that size, what was the feel like? And was it something where you were like, yes, give me more of this? Or was there something that's like, wow, this is going to be great with a few changes, like do something of this nature? Oh, no. It felt, it felt great to be it felt kind of like, I guess I wasn't in Vegas. This almost felt like more of the return to like paper magic. To, well, it was the return to paper, you know? So that's, it felt like magic is like officially back now. So, you know, that was great. I would say, you know, props to, you know, the, the having paper magic back props to the Reading terminal market that was right across the street. It's delicious. Oh yeah. Yeah. Can it, can every large magic event just right. have like a 40, 40- restaurant inside food court like it was fantastic and it's yeah. so i only time. went once because i was actually very busy the entire time but i, I think there's like only a couple like on like super accommodating the the the, uh, the expo center or whatever convention center was great too you know it's just run-of-the-mill convention center things were a little spread out so i you know i think I heard that things were a lot more consolidated in Vegas and that it was nicer, even though I get that it's like good to have the room for more people. It's like you kind of needing to trek around the same thing where I was just like, Jim knew where everything was by that time. And I was like, I'll follow you. But he told me, he was like, while he was playing in the tournament, he didn't go anywhere else. He was just in the pro tour, like little corner because you couldn't really like explore like between rounds or anything. It was just, everything was so far away. Um, and I also didn't get one of those secret lair shivan dragons for two thousand dollars so that made me sad <laughs> that's the key you that know, was the key get the secret layers and then everything you did get a jace though or jim got a cool jace jim, jim did get a cool jace he still has it oh so. he didn't sell it sam sold no, it. i guess i'm like <laughs> He will. I think he will. I just well, we sold it immediately because he'll get a second one when he goes to Minneapolis. Well, so he's gonna get another one when he goes to Minneapolis. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, it should be that, but also just you know, Cassian. Cassian's got a college fund, a few other things. You know, any of that other stuff. It's like we have. It's for the children's future, right? And then you take the cash and go do your own thing with it. Actually, it's so funny because they asked like things that you wanted to see more of, or that got like one of those like 
exclusive like uh, review like feedback whatever emails and like they were they asked like few things that you wanted to see more and i said you know just supporting competitive magic and i said i want them to bring back the junior super series because that's how cassian's gonna pay to go to college so there you go bring it back the only complaint I have about the Pro Tour is the fact that I have two co-hosts of this podcast that were both together at the Pro Tour that did not take a proper That's photo not together. True. I sent you a picture. I you sent the me. proof of us being together. Let you me know. take a look at this photo. This photo that you posted in really my Discord is, no. <laughs> is a segmented part. Are you part. serious? I'm going to describe <laughs> this for the listeners. I also took a selfie of like the 10 of us and then I just cropped where you and I were standing. <laughs> And of course, you're both standing in the back, and there's a person in between the two of you. <laughs> that person is lovely. He's a wonderful individual. Cat, I can't believe we actually didn't take a picture together. I, right? I was I so excited to see her. I was excited to meet her. I'm like, I'm, I, there, it's very rare that you know somebody for years and then just have two met them three in person. Years. <laughs> three, three years we've known each other. Yeah, it's crazy. Right? Right. And that's my only thing is just looking at this going, I have the photo of the two of you. But it's someone else's selfie, and you're both in the back. <laughs> you know what? But I mean, obviously, I knew I hadn't met Caroline in, in person before, but I had multiple people that I've met over the, the weekend that I uh, I was like, nice to meet you, and like it's just like in person for real. Like I like I worked with um, Anu on on like casting and things before, but I never met him like in real life. The same thing with Ma- Ma- Monty. I-, I met Monty for the first time, like, in person. And- oh, wow. Really? <laughs> That's so wild to me. Michaela and everybody. Like, and it's just, it's so funny because you almost feel like you're introducing yourself, but you're not really. And then, like, right. I, like, asked, I actually didn't ask Caroline because I just, I got excited. I feel like I asked you in the past, but I had to ask people. Like, Michaela, I ran over and I went, oh, and I, like, spread my arms and wait, wait, are you a hug person? And she's like, yes. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Because, like, I had never, like, seen these people in real life. And it's, like, you're half introducing yourself and half, like, I've known you for two and a half years or something. You know, like, I don't know. Like, it seems a little late to introduce myself. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) It's that weird thing of, like, you're looking at someone and be like, I don't, this is not an introduction. But this is a, like, this is a physical melding of points. It's like, yes, you can actually, we can actually high five. What do we do in that situation? What type of individual are you in person? Like all of it's, it's that kind of weird thing of coming out of this would be like, I've formed so many great bonds and friendships, but all of them, like seeing people in person at stuff is just, is just kind of like blowing people's minds a little bit. And all that says to me is that we need to have more of these types of awesome events for people to get together, play some awesome paper magic, compete, have fun and participate in, uh, in, in what, the game is all about which is magic and the gathering which is what this podcast is all about hey maybe a live recorded you know like in-person recorded fam episode minneapolis minneapolis fam episode what is when is minneapolis may May? i feel like it's i'll have to check i'll have to check and see uh check and see what is possible on that end it all depends on sort of things between uh work and that whole thing called getting married uh, that we have to kind of figure out, but yeah, if it's well, we have we don't have proof of you getting married. Right. This is true. We yeah, did I don't not know. receive our invitations yet. This is true. Yeah, but I did ask for you know th- that might be in the mail. In fact, all of our tens of listeners are going to receive an invitation. I'm just kidding. That might be. That would be straight silliness right there. But if it is possible that we can all actually like, we've dropped the information. 
Well, the information for the wedding and like the venue and the time and the date is actually hidden in this podcast. So if you can go back and figure it out, then you get to come to the wedding. Gotcha. So it looks like uh, Magicom Minneapolis Pro Tour March of the Machine is going to be May 5th through the 7th. May 5th well, through that's the 7th. Early May. And that's where you're getting married, I assume. Uh, well, no, but my wedding shower is the week after that in upstate New York. So that's the other fun thing on that spot. So you saw my shower once a, like once a lifetime? Like, I know. <laughs> I only, sh- I, that's the other thing. Like major out. life events. You're like, oh, a new job shower. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm getting married in August. Better shower in May. <laughs> that's, that's kind of where mine goes. That's, you know, that's, that's how that is, right? That's how you put it all together. What's a wedding shower? I missed out on all these things. I know, right? I just got to go make, along for the ride. I tried to make a wedding registry, and it did not like that I had a date that was in the past for the wedding. So I just said I'm unsure yet. <laughs> I tried to, you know, I'm just going to try and treat uh, and treat the situation like I would participating in a competitive magic event. I'm going to sit back, let the smarter people do most of the work, and ask what can I do afterwards. Like that's basically what I'm going to try and do to approach this because that's how I won't ruin anything. Like that's the best part, as opposed to me showing up and being like, "Hey, play Grixis." Like that's, that's, I don't know what the, like planning a wedding. A broken clock, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Did you say designing nuts or finding nuts? Finding nuts. Oh, okay. We might design, I don't know. I mean, we could design, we could design, design nuts. I'm just picturing like a, like a squirrel with like the jewelry, like magnifying glass. And it's just sitting there carving out a little ring out of. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Anyway, we've now reached I think the point. Time to go. <laughs> yeah, we've reached the point in the podcast where we're talking about squirrels with jewelers loops. So I think <laughs> it's time to wrap things up. And is as there a do, good magic card? Can I get that as yeah. a magic card? Squirrel with a jewelers loop. I'm sure there is somewhere. It's probably in an unset. But it's all I know is that all I know is that when we're not designing unset cards that involve squirrels with jewelers loops, my friends on this podcast do. Uh, Participate in the game of magic. Oh, in we're other still going to do this question. Internet. Yeah, we're That's still going to do this. So, Caroline, <laughs> where can people find you and all the awesome things that you do? Okay, so coming up, I'm heading to a standard RCQ this weekend. Here in Denver, there's four. There was originally three when I first started preparing for this podcast, but we found out there's actually four RCQs on Saturday across a ver- variety of places in Denver, um, three of which are sealed, one of which is standard. So I'm hoping that all the <laughs> cool people go to all the variety of sealed, uh, and I'll just trek up. It's a little bit farther away to this uh, standard. It's actually the store I won pre, uh, in the previous season, so I'm kind of going to defend my title. Um, but I've been playing standard, which is wild, and I tried desperately to play everything that isn't Grixis, um, but I can tell you we have... 75 Grixis magic cards in this house right now. And it's upsetting me. Uh, but anyway. Just, now that I know this, I need to send you a wedding present that involves Grixis in some way, shape, or form. That's oh, no. So, um, so, well, actually, so, if you could send this the 75 again, because Sam and I both need them, <laughs> so that'd be great. It's something, uh, something new, something, something borrowed, something, something black, blue. red, and blue. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at Mighty Linguini. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at The Mighty Linguini. Uh, but only go there if you want to see me eat at my favorite restaurants consistently. Uh, and then you can find me on Twitch 
Uh, if you find me on Twitch, actually, that's a miracle. So you should probably buy a lottery ticket or something. Uh, but twitch.tv slash the Mighty Linguini? I thought it was just plain Mighty Linguini. Well, no, I... Wait. I'm no, not sure. Is it oh, the... Wow. I wow. Don't, Is I don't, how I rusty don't we are that we can't even get the 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 it's, it's, it's Twitter. It's, no, I think, the. Yeah, Twitter is, is no the. Twitch is, is no the. the. Twitch is the. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> go find me. <laughs> Bye. Cool. Nicole. Yes. Where can, people, where can people find you on the internet and do you remember where that is? <laughs> um, I guess you could find me at. This is the wait. I know the answer to this question. I am Lady of the Crease on Twitter. You can also find me doing uh, commentary for the VML. I'm actually scheduled to to do commentary February 24th, 9:30 p.m. Eastern Time. Twitch.tv slash VMLMTG. Very excited. We have. I think it can't be right, right? It's it's it has to be 9 p.m. Right? 9 p.m. Did I say? Yeah. 930. Yeah, 930. It's, it's, I said 930 because it is 930. <laughs> We're batting six, a thousand here, people. We're batting a thousand. Yeah, great. Six feet in Pacific. That's sure. We'll go with that. Whatever that time is. Just, uh, you know, <laughs> find me there. <laughs> of course, people can find that at, you don't even give where they can find it. It's at twitch.tv slash BMLMTG. The hardest thing to ask my co-host is where can they find you on the internet? For the one thing that I have literally spelled out for them like a script. What if they don't want to be found? It's 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 okay. It's okay. You can join the Witset program of former podcast. That's former why Caroline podcast. changed her name. Yeah, right? She changed her name. She moved. And yet we still found her. And you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Brasky1142. And you can find this podcast on Twitter at fam underscore podcast. Of course, don't forget to leave us a review. Probably a really odd one. Like, just sitting there just being like, boy, they talked about everything. They talked about babies. They talked about punching babies, sitting on them. They talked about Magic the Gathering a little bit. And they can't even remember where they are half the time. Oh, don't forget the squirrel with the jeweler's loop. Of course, yeah. And, and anyone who's part of the National Association of Jeweler Loop Squirrels, uh, please find us as well on fam underscore podcast on Twitter. It's been fun. It's been great to get back into the swing of things. And we're going to look forward to bringing you content uh, of all sorts and shapes involving magic at the gathering very, very soon. And until the next time that we see you that way, have a good one, folks. Bye. Bye. both said it at the same time. No, both... we didn't. We didn't. We said it at the same time, and, and Caroline's is the one that that like pulled up sooner do you on need that to, one. Do you need to, you need to you redo the intro? <laughs> do to, we need to start over. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, we got to record the whole thing. Hey, howdy, yeah. hey. How did we both remember that at the same time? I don't know. <laughs> like, like,
It's like riding a bike, folks. It's like riding a bike. <laughs>